Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 97, good lord. We have been in the 90s for what feels like years. I'm your host Octavius A. Newman. I am a geek culture philosopher, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam Jitterbug. Tetris, shout out to Justin for the uh, middle name there. The Jitterbug. Appreciate you. Uh Uh, The Jitterbug is here with us, and we are back for another episode of Comic Book Junto. Uh Uh-huh. The Comic Book Junto. Yes, junto. Uh, man, we are back. We're in the. We're in a smaller room. We in this joint. It's, it's a little. It's a little production. We out here. Uh, we out here. We in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I'm I'm happy to be back. And uh, I feel like we just have some catching up to do. Yeah, isn't that right? There's a couple things. You, you know what's funny about comic book junto? What's that is when we're not recording, the world keeps spinning. That's true. It's interesting how it doesn't stop for us. What's up with that? And thing about time is. It waits for no man. Tom is flat circle. Oh, that's also true. Uh, McCona- McConaughey is here with us as yeah. well. <laughs> but loved your work so in the Dark circle. Tower, my friend. Thanks a lot. I never saw that. Did you see that? Tom's a flat circle. No, I did not see the Dark Tower. I don't think many people saw the Dark, dark Tower. That movie came out. In dark Tower time. would be a movie that I would see on MoviePass if MoviePass were still around and I still did Let's MoviePass. get into our first thing then. So before we get into this, <laughs> hit us up at Octavius A. Newman. At Adam Tedras, at Comic Book Junto, on the Twitters or Instagrams, pr- preferably on the Twitters, because that's where we spend most of our time. That's right. Um, shout out to everyone who's been listening to us and been A1 since day one. We appreciate you very much. Shout out to all the Patreon members, and we appreciate y'all as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for the new listeners and the seasoned vets. Mm-hmm. Hit us up on the Twitters. Send us emails at uh, comicbookjunto at barefruit.com. That's B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com. Please leave us five stars and a positive comment on the iTunes, John. That's right. Leave us comments on SoundCloud and all of that. Mm-hmm. And today... We're just going to let it roll. Yeah. We're just going to talk. Well, I I feel like it's important to remind the audience, remind ourselves. Comic Book Junto started because Octavius and I would just talk to one another, Mm -hmm. call each other up. And when I say that, I mean Octavius would call me up. That's accurate. And we would have two-hour, three-hour, four-hour-long conversations on a Saturday or a Sunday. This is true. And and that that that's how it was. Yep. And it's been some time. Sometimes we, sometimes we just need to get in the room, cut it up about nothing in particular. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point in time, we're like, man, why, why haven't we done this in a little while? Yeah. And that's that's the origin of CBJ. That's, that's correct. That's the crime alley. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I feel like, I feel this energy like today is that kind of day. Yes. And we're going to go with it. Yeah. Movie pass. Movie pass. What the heck is going on? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell so, you what's going on. Speaking of which. We it's got, over. We got a, well, they're, they're trying to make some moves here. Yeah. We have a group text, you and I. Yeah. And we send, you know, jokes and music and trailers and mm-hmm. videos and all kinds of stuff. And we all have movie pass. I have it. You have it. Um, some of our friends have it. Mm-hmm. And movie pass what is you doing? Well, when it started, it was too good to be true. We all knew it was too good to be true. Yeah. Nobody was confused about it. No, but I you saw, you hop on that as soon as you can, ride it till the wheels fall off. Literally, the, those, are the, those are the words that uh, I said. The wheels been falling off. Yeah. And then they'll put them back on, send an email, no, and then no, they, no, they, they fall fine. off. It's fine. It's good. No, we're absolutely <laughs> fine. Nothing's wrong. So it is a little bit like being on an airplane and knowing that, Shit is going badly. Yes, and then the pilot gets on like, uh, "We're uh, we're doing just fine. Everything's just fine. We uh, we didn't need that wing. So uh, why why the uh, things came off the ceiling? Well, we noticed that some of that was extra. We didn't want that, and we we pride ourselves in you having a 
clean quality experience. Yeah, but I'm looking and it seems like the ground's coming up really fast. Oh, well, we also want you to be able to observe the terrain and uh and it's you know that we about to crash. <laughs> we finna yeah, die. Yeah, you you keep getting these messages <laughs> from the pilot is like, "No, this uh, all is planned." All is planned. No, it's not. No, it isn't. No, it's not. And every time I get a, a the press release and it says, we here at MoviePass pride the ability to make it so you can go and see a movie anytime or th only three times. Inaccurate. Or at, not at peak pricing times. Yeah. And it's like, man, just tell me straight. Mm -hmm. Keep tell it real with me. Tell me straight. Yeah. Let me know what the, the you it's know malignant. what times the games is being being played. <laughs> yeah. How's it going down? And how's you know? it going down? Let, let me know. Is Do you with me or what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let me know what's going on here. Yeah. So do you still have movie pass? I do not have movie pass anymore. What led to your exit? So my thing with movie pass was from day one, I remember hearing about this and going, Oh, if they think I'm not going to take advantage of this, they are bugging. Yeah. I 100% am going to ride this till the wheels fall off because they're coming off. Yeah. So I came into it Knowing. without entitlement. Okay. Because I'm like, well, this is not going to last. Mm -hmm. Something's going to change. But what do I lose for $10? If, yeah, sure. You know what I mean? That's my mentality. Yeah. So when this is ch changing and that's changing, I'm like, whatever. When I went to go see Red Sparrow... Yeah, And the app wasn't letting me see Red Sparrow, wasn't letting me, wasn't letting me, wasn't letting me. And I was like, what's going on here? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But then I was eventually be able to able to do it. Right. I'm like, okay. That was one of the first encounters. I was like, is there something wrong with the app? But I gave it grace because, you know, technology messes up. I never looked at it as anything malicious. Like yeah. they were trying to get me. No, no, I get that. You know? And then when it came to the point where they started surging. Mm, peak pricing. That's They're what made me like go, Uber. okay, now you're doing a lot. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's fine, mm. you know, because when will it ever surge? Mm -hmm. Then I started finding out that they were charging people surge prices. Well, so surging at first was like, I don't like this, but again, I came in knowing that this this is dysfunctional. And the surge price, just to to explain the, what that means, what it's supposed to mean, what it was supposed to mean, and the way that it was explained is it was like Friday night mm -hmm. or peak times when people are going to the theaters and movie theaters, or peak movies, up, and, or, yeah, yeah, right. The movie just released, and so it's hot, and 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 you want to get a ticket at that time. So they they were making it so it was either unavailable entirely during that time. Or or you would pay an additional surcharge to see it at that time. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Again, I know this is going to be dysfunctional. These are the bumps in the road. What do you What do you want for free? What do you yeah. want for ten dollars? Yeah. You yeah, know. Yeah. But then when I start finding out, there's charging people surge prices, but they're now taking photos of empty theaters. Oh, I'm going. No, oh, hey. now see. I didn't even know. Now you're just trying to get over. Yeah. Because you're gonna, because you know what surging is on Uber. It the concert just let out. Yeah. You know what I mean. The demand. Beyonce is high. and Jay Z concert. Just, you know what I mean. The Eagles just. The Sixers just. The Phillies just. It, yeah. Okay. And in, it's in that neighborhood. Mm -hmm. It's not everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, like. I know I had no friends who have Uber drivers. They'll check the app and go, yeah, man, I got to get out of here. It's hot out there right now. Right. So whatever. And that kind of made me go, ah, oh, man, y'all tripping a lot. Then they say, hey, by the way, uh, no Mission Impossible this weekend. Yeah, it was out. 
Wh- what? Not what available. do I have this for? F- f- Fallout, more like fell out. <laughs> like yeah. that John was unavailable. Yeah. And the same with the new Disney movie, the Winnie the Pooh movie. Mm-hmm. Also unavailable. And what was the what was the text that I sent you? Because I think we all like made a pact in in the group text and it was like <laughs> deleting. We all screenshotted it and deleted it together or something crazy like that. Yeah, yeah. What was that? What what was the actual circumstance? Do you remember what that was? I don't remember what it was, but I, I know the thing that led me to decide it was it was time to go is is not just the the change in the policy, but the the change in the policy and then change back and then change again on a week to week basis. Sometimes a day to day basis. You get an email one week that says, "Hey, we're introducing peak pricing." You get an email the next week that says, "People didn't like peak pricing, so we took it away." But you can only see three movies. You get an email the next week that says, "Like, uh, we did that on purpose. Hold on, just stick with us. We did it mm-hmm. on purpose." Mm-hmm. However, you can't see Mission Impossible, and it, you know it's the fluctuation. And this was the thing that took me over the edge when I heard that Movie Pass was going to make it. So that you couldn't see new movies for the first two weeks, yeah. I said, I'm out of here. Yeah. Because now this serves no purpose to me. Yeah. Because I'm not a two week to wait to go see. Can you imagine waiting two weeks to see Black Panther? Uh, or not, Infinity no. War. Yeah, with a, a huge or, movie like that. No, absolutely. Like not. Mission Impossible. Like the way we are with movies, like I'm going to see Black Klansman as soon as I leave here. I already got my ticket ordered. Yeah. By the way, I have AMC Stubbs A list now. And that's. What? That's the same John, but only for AMC? So what that is, is that allows me to see three movies. So it's $20 a month. Uh-huh. So it costs a little more money. But I can see three movies a week. Mm-hmm. Any IMAX, IMAX 3D, 3D, regular, yada, yada, yada. Any AMC theater. Mm. And I get, I get a discount on popcorn and snacks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the thing about that is... The only restriction is you can only go to AMC. Yeah. Now, normally we go to a United Artists Theater. Yeah. You know, but that's fine because we still have AMCs in our neighborhood mm-hmm. and, or in the surrounding areas. But yeah, when they told me I, I couldn't watch a movie for the first two weeks, yeah, I was like, no, nah, y'all, there's no, there's, there's, this is a waste of my. Mind. I like the way that you approached it though, which was to not have entitlement, to understand that eventually this was going to come apart. And just ride it while you could. Mm-hmm. And that's the best way to do it. And I think a lot of what I see online is people who are really pissed. The, the outrage, right? Uh, I see a lot of outrage around me. And while I understand the reason to be upset, I have I have put myself in a place where I, I can't be upset because it was an unfair advantage for me in the first place. True. And And I knew it. I definitely knew it. So it's almost like, stealing something and then that thing gets taken away I'm like well it wasn't mine to begin with yeah so I guess let me just if you love something let it go yeah man like every like BuzzFeed just put an article out today Mm -hmm. and they called it like movie pass scammers Mm -hmm. and I read what people were doing I'm like they just smart yeah everybody did this yeah you know like well I found a way to get around the surge prices what I would do was I would just get a ticket that wasn't surging around the same time and then just go in the movie I wanted to go see. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. Yeah, sure. Of course. You People did. have been doing stuff like that at the theaters forever. Yeah, I mean, it's right. different. You buy one ticket and then go see three or buy one ticket and let your friends in the back. In the back. We're not advocating any of this because this is young stuff that we used to do. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't want to say we. I'm going to say no, I, I. I understand. I used to do. I don't know what Adam did. I don't know. I don't know your life before I knew you. Golden boy, golden child. Fair enough. Halo by my head. Not I. We're just letting people in that movie theater, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> One ticket, please. Yeah, yeah, go around. 
<laughs> a tall guy. Get in here. Kids stacked up on go, the shoulders go, go. in a trench coat. Right. Yeah. Hello, Mr. <clears throat> Hello, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Movie Person. I'm... I would like to have one ticket, please. There is no one underneath <laughs> this trench coat. Yeah. It's just me. I am not eight years old. Before I buy this ticket, sir, I, <laughs> it's, it's rated R, is it not? I That is fine, because <laughs> I am 27 years <laughs> yeah, old. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This mustache is absolutely real. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I mean, but that's the thing. That's a new voice. That, gotta, you gotta keep that guy that in speak. You can listen back to it now. There you go. That, that speaks to something. That, that speaks to a core problem with the movie theaters and the movie theater industry. Which is they're too damn expensive, and they've they've been too damn expensive, and that's why Movie Pass was so alluring, is because these movies, the experience is too expensive. The tickets are these days upward fifteen dollars. You want to do IMAX, you're paying eighteen to twenty dollars. If it's like the IMAX 3D, the whole kit and caboodle. If I'm, you want to get that, you're not into that. Though. The concession stand is too expensive. Let me tell you something, Adam. I look forward to the time where I can take. My child, Lord willing, you know, children in the yeah. future to the movies. However, comma, there may be a time where there are no movies. You know what I mean? There are no movie theaters anymore. You're saying that it would all be streaming. Maybe. Netflix maybe. wins. You know? Like, yeah. maybe that happens. Or going to the movies is so expensive that, you know, if it's you, your significant other, one, two, three kids, something like that, you're yeah. talking about a $100 transaction it's a lot of money you know you got 15 dollars tickets per person and, and then you, you go and see them. And let's say you you spend all that money you bring your whole family you get the snacks you have the tickets you have the whole thing because that's and what i would want to do of course and then you go and you see a movie and that movie sucked now where are you at you got to get a better job <laughs> i would be furious i mean that will weigh on my experience but i still love the movies though like i just love, the experience in general i enjoy the experience i went to some so now that i have this amc thing mm. i am now exploring the amc theaters in in our in our surroundings mm -hmm. there's this one amc theater i don't really know where it is but it's kind of i walked in and the theater kind of has this ramp that goes down, mm -hmm. you know, so you kind of do that trot down the thing and yeah. you kind of sit in this sunken in seat. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, this is kind of like nostalgic, <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of the theater's kind of beat up. You're like, like a connoisseur, like, man. I feel, well, it was nostalgic. It took me to, you know how smells and sounds yeah, and, yeah. you know, certain things remind you of what it was like. I was like, the concession stand was kind of just like, Beat up, yeah, yeah. kind of janky Seen some shit, yeah. yeah like yeah, yeah. this was around when Nightmare on Elm Street was around, wasn't it? Yeah, like this been around for a minute. This uh -huh. seems like it's a scene from a '90s or '80s movie. You, you are a movie theater connoisseur. I like it. So it that's is, it's that's developed my thing. in you. It's fun. Is AMC Nine has a good nose? It has a. <laughs> Quite a mouthfeel, one wonderful, pungent. Smells like people. I don't want to know what the mouthfeel of uh, AMC Nine from, you know, Freddy vs. Jason was like. I don't uh, want. I don't know if I want to. All this reminds me. Uh, I did finally get around to seeing Ant Man and the Wasp. Okay, I talk. Finally to me. got around to seeing talk to Ant Man me. and the Wasp. And no spoilers. But talk no to spoilers. Me. No spoilers. No spoilers. Uh, the two best things about that movie, uh, without spoiling anything at all. Number one is hot outside. True. Number two, this movie came out after Infinity War. Okay. And that's about it. That's all that's good about it? Yeah. That's all you got? You got nothing else positive to say? <laughs> I didn't love it. 
I really didn't love it. I would. I, was I, I did not love it as well. Can you give it a letter grade? Can I give it? Uh, yeah, I'll give it a C. I would give yeah, it a C because. And here's the thing. It's it, fun. I want to. I want to say this. The part of the reason why I didn't love it is because other Marvel movies have stepped it up. The Black Panther stepped it up. Infinity War stepped it up. Thor Ragnarok stepped it up. Those movies have voice and mm-hmm. style mm-hmm. and stakes. And Ant Man and the Wasp was fun. Great time to get out of the heat. Mm-hmm. This is hot in mm-hmm. Philadelphia. But the bottom line is that was the most average thing I've seen in a while Great from Marvel. To, uh, sure, I would agree. Right? It was so average that it was it, it was impairing the experience. It was damn. This is just average. You you put the benchmark up too high for yourself. Hey, no, and real quick, just to respect people who see this as spoilers. So potential spoilers for Ant Man and the Wasp. Real quick. Three, two, one. Spoilers! It's your fault. It's a spoiler wall. It's a very small spoiler wall. Yeah. So you can you can you can hurdle this if you want to, <laughs> but it's, it's there nonetheless. Yeah. The wasp fight fighting was good. Oh yeah. Now, that was fun. Me, I thought I thought they did a really good. That was one of the highlights. I was like, whoa. Okay, we'll get Ant Man out of here. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know. That, well, that in that really case, good. the the third excellent thing about this movie, what well, a uh, air conditioning is great. Right. B, this movie came out after Infinity War, and mm-hmm. I needed we needed a palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. And C, uh, the special effects were incredible because some of the fight scenes and people phasing in and out and getting small and getting big and the choreography that they they are capable of mm-hmm. while that is happening, incredible. Yeah, the people who made that movie. Very talented, very mm-hmm. talented. The movie itself, extra average. Yeah, extra average. It's a side mission. It is a side mission. Yeah, it's it's a it's a point five issue. Mm-hmm. It's like right after you know how Tom King will give you this big arc and then he'll give you that issue that's kind of like everybody relax. Mm-hmm. And here we go. Like it's kind of like that's what it felt like. And I was telling people, oh, this. This movie is an issue of a comic book. Mm. Yeah. But, but yeah. you know, nothing. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, right. But I think I have a reference point. Yeah. This is, there are sometimes issues of comics that aren't great. They're just stuff. The, the next issue. And yeah. that, if we're looking at the MCU as issues of a comic book, mm-hmm. it was just the next issue. Yeah, it was just the next issue. Now, You're right. You're right. the thing about a side mission is, all right, it's loosely connected to the main story, mm-hmm. but you know, I do think that if you are a MCU completist, of course, I need to tell you, but I do think, again, spoilers just in case, mm-hmm. there are important things definitely that happen in this movie that are going to play a role in connecting Infinity War to Captain Marvel and most importantly to Avengers 4. Sure. So I don't want to communicate, skip it. No, sure. don't skip it. Watch it. Yeah. But but with the correct expectations. And I think the correct expectations here are this is just the next issue. It's hard to do anything really genuinely impressive after Infinity War. I have to recognize that part of the reason why I'm underwhelmed by the Ant-Man and the Wasp is because I think about the fact that Edgar Wright, the man who made Shaun of the Dead and Hot Baby Fuzz, Driver. Baby Driver. Uh, the man behind those films was originally appointed to make the Ant-Man movie. Mm-hmm. And I think he had worked on much of the first Ant-Man movie and then was off the project. Right. And... I think of that primarily because that guy's got nothing but style. 
like you baby can't driver. You can't baby driver was a a uh, I would say that it was a a movie that people couldn't necessarily agree on that I spoke to. Some people hmm. loved it and some people really just did not care for it, but it is oozing with flavor. I think it's important to be able to leave. So I, I kind of Ant-Man and the Wasp had no flavor. I want to step off of Ant-Man and the Wasp. I want to do, I do want to come back to Marvel stuff, but I want to touch on some other things that I've seen since we've been away. Mm-hmm. I saw blind spotting. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Now, who's in Blind Spotting? Who made Blind Nobody Spotting? Nobody I know. Yeah. I'm just kind of. No, nobody of whose field. name I know. I see the context for Blind Spotting for me is I see a lot of folks who will say, go see Blind Spotting. Go see Sorry to Bother You. Support these filmmakers. I'm That's not, it. I'm, I'm not giving you a support these. That's all I get. That's, the, not, that's the context I have. Well, of course. Well, well, number one, let me not be unclear. Sure. I am a support these. Yeah. You know, go see Blind Spotting, support. Go see Crazy Rich, go see Crazy Rich Asians when yeah. it comes out. Yeah. Go see Black Klansmen. Go see uh Sorry to Bother You. Yeah. Go see Insecure when it comes out on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to Kid Fury, who's got a new show that he's gonna be working on with Lena Waithe that's coming out on HBO. You know, so I'm in a space right now where it comes to being a black creator, a black artist, a black designer, a black person in tech, a black whatever. I'm recognizing that there are gatekeepers Mm. who very rarely open the gate. Mm -hmm. And when they open the gate, they kind of crack it and they go, all right, Mm -hmm. don't mess up. Yeah. Because I'm taking a risk on you, Negro. You know what I mean? All the pressure in the world. So there is a large part of me that's like, Support black art yeah. because normalize it, make it more ubiquitous. Yeah, like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I'm like, um, that uh, the purge, the first purge, yeah, the movie was the movie was trash, yeah, it was a bad movie, <laughs> but I went to go see it and I heard how well it did internationally, and people were like, oh my gosh, this movie did really well, way better than we thought, and I yeah. was like, well, black people like movies too, even yeah. if they're bad, yeah. like, yeah. We see bad movies, white people in them constantly. Well, that's just it. The argument, the argument can be and should be made that there should be an appropriate amount of media made by uh, uh, other voices other than just straight white, you know, uh, cisgendered, heterosexual Christian mm-hmm. dudes, mm-hmm. right? Uh, other voices need to be present so much so that. You can have those movies suck. Those TV shows that weren't good. This stuff is not good, mm-hmm. and it's not going to sink the whole operation. But I'm like, ah, oh, shit. How it seems. Sorry, unfortunately, Purge didn't do well. I guess black people can't make movies anymore. Whoops. And like, you can't have that shit. Right. And when there are only so few examples, then that you're exactly correct. That pressure exists. Yeah. And that's 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 wrong. All that aside. You saw Blind Spotting and mm-hmm. you liked it. I I thought it was. I've seen I've seen a few movies this year that have made me feel mm. like, whoa, I'm affected by what I'm watching right now. I am mm. experiencing that. I don't experience. I'm not really feeling Ant Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. I'm eating popcorn. Yeah. There's another time where you eat it and you go, whoa. This is rich. What is this? What's in this? Like, I don't even understand what these flavors are. Like, this is something different. Like, yeah. who made this? And it's not necessarily like, do you want to eat that every day? No, but I definitely want 
this person to keep cooking. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. let that person cook. Like, let what's the next dish? You know, what, what's the, what's the chef's tasting menu? Like, um, we uh, my my mentor and I went to um, this sushi restaurant. It's on uh, Chestnut Street, Seventh Chestnut. What's that called? Uh, Fat Tuna. No, no. Seventh Chestnut. I do not know. I don't remember. Eighth and uh, anyway, but there's this thing called umakasa. I think mm-hmm. I'm, I'm mispronouncing it. I apologize, Japan, Japanese community. Mm-hmm. But it's basically it's it's called to take care of. Mm-hmm. And what that is is the chef's tasting menu, which basically goes back up. Mm-hmm. Let us take care of you, mm-hmm. and they just bring you things, and you don't know what you're eating, yeah. and you're going, what what is what is this? What this is? You know. So that was one of those examples of like. Let us just tell you a story mm-hmm. without all of these expect let Boots Rally just tell you a story. Yeah. You know, and I apologize for not remembering the 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 writers and directors of Blind Spotting, but it was similar. Like, let us just tell you a story from our perspective in Oakland. And it was like, man, this Can you offer a synopsis? What is the movie about? Short version, this is the trailer. Black guy has a white best friend. Mm-hmm. They are both from Oakland. Um, white dude, you would really see him as a thugged out white dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's got he's he's doing everything except not saying nigga. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. just everything. Black dude is on probation. He has three days left of probation, and his white friend is bugging. That's the that's the context for the movie. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so he you could potentially mess up that. But situation. but but the dude who's you know who was in jail who has three days left of probation, he's not the wild one. Mm. His boy's the wild one, but his boy is white. Mm-hmm. But his boy is more of a thugged out n- nigga than he is. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's kind of like the context of that movie. You can you can from that alone you can go, oh. Mm-hmm. What's this movie about? What kind of things are we going to dig into? What kind of dynamics are we going to explore about what it's like to be white in Oakland, black in Oakland, identity, gentrification, da 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 da, da all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. But told in a way that's like, wow, it's powerful. So that's something I would definitely recommend. Equalizer 2, surprisingly good. Equalizer 2? Equalizer 2, <laughs> surprisingly good. I wouldn't have guessed. Yes. Yeah. This is why I'm sure. here to report. Yeah. Uh, Word on the Street is Antoine, Anton, Antoine Fuqua. Okay. Who directed Equalizer 1 and Equalizer 2 is trying to get a Scarface re- reboot made. Mm. And he's trying to get Denzel to play Tony Montana. Oh, man. Denzel is saying no. I don't know what to do with that. I know what to do with it. I know we've discussed uh, Scarface reboot. Before I, it has to. Denzel work. Washington is black. No, Tony Montana is not black. Yeah, sure. Well, you know I, what I, mean? I mean that like, that aside. I mean, like, I mean, look, if we, if we want to talk about it, uh, guess what? Al Pacino as Tony Montana correct. would not fly in 2018. Absolutely not. Shit ain't happening. Also, Al I just Pacino, don't. I just don't want that movie to be rebooted. Just watch the original movie. I guess. Al Pacino played many a Latino person. Yes, he did. <laughs> you know who's the guy who was you know Lord of the Rings. Long hair, um, had the big Bean? sword. Uh, Gimli? What's his name? What's the actor's name? I'm not sure. The guy who played Gimli, I do not I know. I don't know. But he is in Carlito's way. Uh-huh. Opposite, you know, uh, Carlito being played by Al Pacino. Al Pacino. He's playing a Latino dude. <laughs> now, I've seen that movie so many times, but I watched it recently, like last month, and I was like, you are not Latino either. So yeah. both of you guys are in this movie, movie 
playing Latino Latinx people. Yeah. And it's like, what are what the world was this so ultimately this ain't new. But anyway, yeah. My whole thing is Denzel's like, yo, Al Pacino played that. I'm good. I don't so hit from what I'm hearing, he's like, I'm 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 cool. Like I don't I don't want to do it. That's an interesting amount of pressure in its own. Well, first of all, the more I think about this, if Scarface has to be remade, then I suppose the reason it must be remade is to put an actual Latino person in the role. Like, actually get a Cuban, a Cuban person, and put them in the role of uh, Tony Montana. Well, first of all, it doesn't have to be remade. They no, want, they I, want I agree. It. it doesn't have to be remade. But like, if there's a reason to justify it, then okay, I see that. Like historically speaking, well, that was like real whitewashed. So mm. that that, that grants you an opportunity to change that. Uh, but the other thing that I'm thinking about is the particular pressure with revisiting a movie of that stature. That is a that, that movie. A... A, Tony Montana is a, a king to the hip-hop community, to a lot of pop culture. People have Tony Montana tattoos. Yeah. And I'm like, it's so quotable. He is, I mean, he is an icon. And I'm not saying it's a good thing, but he's an icon of being a Don. Hey, man, listen, we know, we we all, Tony Montana, if Scarface means something to you, it does. Yeah. You know, like yeah. we can look in the past and go, that wasn't cool. But at the same time, it was cool. So the the pressure of remaking that, I, I would understand why someone would back down from that. Be like, no, uh-uh. Uh, I'm not going to be the person who everybody's going to look at and say, you, you screwed that up. You were not a good version of that. Because that's rough, man. They would have to change Tony Montana. They would have to change Scarface, yeah. I would assume, and tell it from a black perspective. Yeah. I don't see how you make... Tony Montana, Denzel Washington, nah. unless you're going to make Denzel Washington some sort of Afro-Latino guy. I don't know. But even still, yeah. but we run into the same thing of like, we, we're not going to just like make, now now make Tony Montana. You know what I mean? Like, it's the, yeah. it's the same conversation. We got to keep the same energy. We can't just, well, it's Denzel. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just Leonardo DiCaprio. So Leonardo DiCaprio, imagine Leonardo DiCaprio playing Tony Montana. We we would freaking lose it. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, Gerard Butler playing Tony Montana. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely not. Well, I, I have an answer, easy answer. It's going to be Scarlett Johansson. All right, moving on. <laughs> so let's talk about what's going on with the Marvel stuff. <laughs> yeah. And Dave Bautista. Uh, yeah, we got to talk about Dave Bautista. Dave Bautista really, really, truly, genuinely is upset about James Gunn no longer being He's on. upset. He's a, I'm upset. He's upset by uh, James Gunn being removed from Guardians 3, and he has uh, gone so far as to say that he won't, but he potentially won't be a part of the movie unless James Gunn is a part of the movie. I got some updates on what he said. Hit me. What he has said is he doesn't like it. He's upset. Um, he called like them it. cyber cyber Nazis. He's like, oh, he's like, he had some really rough things to say about Disney, mm-hmm. you know, and about you know how whoever the the person who pulled the trigger on that is like, yo, man, like this isn't cool. And he says, I will do whatever my contract mandates that I do. Mm-hmm. But he's he he's not feeling it. If you don't know, the entire cast has signed a, a, a letter. Did we read that the last petition, episode? I, yeah, we, we, uh, we at least mentioned the fact that the entire cast uh, has written a petition. Yeah. Yeah. So that that has been, you know, a big move. Mm-hmm. 
spending the word was that Disney's not going to budge and all that kind of stuff. So then Dave Batista says, if they don't use James Gunn's script, Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask that they recast me or let me out of my contract. So that's, that's what he said. Yeah. Now the word is they are going to use James Gunn's script. But James Gunn won't return as the director. Minutes Minutes before recording comic book Junto. Oh, I happened breaking to go news on the, on the internet. Right? I said, let me go ahead and look on here real yeah. quick, right quick, fast, in a hurry, and see what the internet's talking about right before I get on this here internet. See? And, and here's what it says comicbook.com. Marvel Studios reportedly trying to reinstate James Gunn for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, now, let's get into a little bit about what this article is saying here. Hmm. Um, so this is, a, this is something that Deadline is reporting. This is alleged. This isn't 100%. This yeah. is alleged sure. what's happening. Rumor mill has it. Nobody is talking about it, but sources said, but sources said that back-channel conversations are taking place between Marvel Studios and Disney. This is what Deadline is saying. Sources said... The Marvel contingent is trying to persuade Disney to explore a compromise that might bring Gun Gun back into the fold for Guardians 3. Something mm-hmm. that clearly would be best for the franchise. There are no clash or sh- there there is no clash or strong arming here. So that's what's being said. That's what's going on. Another quote, I'm told this is a discussion that comes in the wake of the whole cast declaring their loyalty to Gunn, whose abrupt exit has put a thriving film franchise in a rocky place. Deadline reports goes on, one would have to label this 11th hour approach to be a long shot, but the community is talking about it. So this is, the whole context of this is, this is back channel, Mm -hmm. word on the street, Mm -hmm. word on the lot, Take it all with a grain of salt. You know, there's nothing, yeah. there, there, there's just no breaking news. James Gunn's coming back. We're not saying that. But all we know is that they're saying that they are going to use the script because the script was what was, you know, was finished before he was let go. Yeah. And that Dave Batista saying, if they don't use the script, I'm going to ask them to recast me or let me out of here because he is saying on Twitter, he is saying disparaging things on Twitter about Disney. Yeah. He's not, because, you know, you're not supposed to, like, you know, that's your boss. You're not supposed to do that. And Dave's like, fire me. Yeah. Let me go. Cut me loose. One of the things I think he said was like, I signed on to do James, I signed on to do Guardians of the Galaxy with James Gunn. Yeah. That's what I signed up for. I didn't sign up for anything else. So, you know. Right now, uh Dave Batista is pulling um an office space. You know, the scene when what is it, uh, Ron Livingston, like pushes his cubicle wall backward and he's gutting a fish at his desk and he's Mm. like, I don't care. I I do not care. They can do anything to me and I do not care. I am curious how this is going to pan out. Obviously, it's going to be one of the takes that's going to be on the table is Disney's going to go back. Disney's going to bring him back. It's, It's obvious that that conversation is potentially going to enter in as we talk about what happens now. But how do you feel about it? What is it? Would it be wise? Do you believe that uh, get James Gunn is going to be brought back on the project? Man. How does Disney navigate that? Anything is possible. Damn. Damn. You heard it here first. Anything is possible. <laughs> like, what, what, I, what I think we got to keep in mind is Disney um, or some executives at Disney mm-hmm. made a decision. 
And we would have to assume, keyword assume, that that decision was made based off of feedback, commentary, Mm -hmm. you know, criticism, fill in the blank. The, it wasn't made just on some... I mean, like we talked about last episode, at least for me, I don't buy that they didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Now, this this decision was made... This was a business decision. Now, you tell me if Peter Quill, Gamora, Rocket, Groot, uh, uh, Mary Poppins, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Drax all come to you and say, hey... Look here, we're not feeling this. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, like it, it's taken heavily. Like that's like, the product. They that, are the product. That, the that is that is the epitome of what a. Sh- it's not a strike. You know what I'm saying? But you gotta imagine if everybody is going, hey, yeah, um, we're unhappy. Now that's the public version. Yeah. Of it. Right. Imagine what the behind the closed doors, behind the scenes version of that is. Yeah. You know, like that's that that probably is actually making Disney go, whoa, uh, okay. And if you listen to again, this is alleged, this is alleged, alleged, but the Marvel side is pleading with the Disney side, going, Hey, um, our guys aren't happy. Yeah. Like our 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 tribe is upset over here and we got 10 years going. Yeah. We got a whole plan we're trying to do here. Uh you need to consider this. Like I know you're mad cuz people are tweeting, but what if you lose the team? Cuz you can't make the money if you can't make the movie. Are you going to recast Drax? Yeah. What you going to say then? Yeah. Cuz then you've got geeks and nerds and fans, mm-hmm. people who've invested 10 years of their life, now you're going to be like, you ruined my middle agehood instead of you ruined my childhood. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Sure. I love Drex. He was my favorite character. Sure. And you ruined my whole, you know? So that's all stuff. You know they're considering this and going, ooh, we were trying to play damage control, but it looks like we did more damage. It runs even deeper than that, too. I mean, um, going back to the the origin of how this whole thing unfolded, uh, Mike Cernovich, a friend of Donald Trump and a supporter of Donald Trump, is really pissed off at James Gunn because James Gunn is extremely vocal against Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And so Mike Cernovich dug up a lot of shit and shared it with the world and here we are this is where we are whether you agree with any of that no matter how you feel about any of that that means that there's some political pressures in here and we have to be reminded that at the very top top tippity top of marvel is ike perlmuter Mm -hmm. ike perlmuter is one of trump's confidants ike is the top the head honcho of marvel so my ike has been with trump for the past couple of days, working on policies, but passing like a, a veterans affairs policies, which is important to note because he, he doesn't work for the government. He's a guy who owns a company. <laughs> he's the CEO of Marvel, and he's working with the president on Wait, you know, Ike Perlmuter, Ike, Ike Perlmuter is the CEO yeah. of Marvel, that's not right. Disney. Right, that's right. right. Right, And so like Marvel being involved here, like James Gunn got, 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 by someone who is a Trump supporter. And there's a lot of political tension in this. And the idea that Gunn could be taken off the project and then maybe be brought back on, well, I imagine that would have to pass through like Perlmuter at some point in time. Like that would be, he would be involved. And man, it's, it's behind the scenes, the things you don't see, 
Bound to be a mess. Bound to be a tangled mess. The other thing to keep in mind is that the at least in my on my timeline, mm-hmm. the large majority of people are not on some down with gun. A large majority of people are like, well, these tweets are horrific. Mm-hmm. However, we have a whole nother conversation to have here about what to do about that today. It yeah. seems like a large majority of people on my timeline are like, well, this isn't the way to handle it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You don't think Warner Brothers is like, yo, James. Mm. You want to do a cyborg movie? Mm-hmm. Yo, James. That's a thing. Yeah, I'm sure he's getting offers. You want to do a Green Lantern movie? Green Lantern. I, I said it. I said it on the last episode. I mean, like, I'm like, I'm not sweating for this man. He, he's, he's gonna. gonna fine. This dude is going to like some other studio is going to swoop this, swoop in and pick this guy up. Mm-hmm. And you know what that studio is going to become? They're going to become the enemy of some people, and they're going to become the hero of some other people. Mm-hmm. But I think the fans. Not 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 the Mike Cernoviches of the world, because at the end of the day, this company serves its fans. Its fans are the ones that spend the dollars, not the Mike Cernoviches. They, they aren't the ones that are spending. The, he don't care about nobody's getting the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. He don't care. No, he cares about taking down. A, it's the takedown. That's 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 Dave Batista's whole point. Mm-hmm. It's like you guys are supporting what he calls. Like, I think he called them digital Nazis. Like, you guys are supporting this. This is wrong in his mind. And he's like, cool, you're going to do that? I'm out of here. I'm yeah. going to use my platform and my privilege to make a stand. Because you know what? I don't need Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm yeah. Dave, Batista, Dave Batista. Yeah. And this goes against my principles. But I think when you look at it, the people who go to Comic-Con are the ones you got to be concerned about. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's, you it's know, the masses. Not, not the tweets. Because no. if that money don't make as much money as it, as it was supposed to, that's going to be the issue. And when you have, and again, I don't think the, in, in any way, shape, or form, they thought all of the stars of the movie and the movies that they're building this whole franchise on would be folding their arms in their office going, hey, something's got to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other movie news just to cover this because it needs to be. It's official. Disney and Fox. Disney done got it. They got it. The X-Men's is coming back. Yep. I believe his deal is around 71.3 B's. Billion dollars. B. And uh, I'm a little curious. It feels a little anticlimactic. Uh, like Comcast had entered the... NBC was in the fray. Comcast had entered the fray. Comcast and then it was being a, petty. Yeah. Well, Look, we live in Comcast City. Mm-hmm. We live in Philadelphia. Comcast is Sauron, the overlord. And it's, I understand exactly what Comcast was trying to do. <laughs> they're trying to show their feathers, right? They're just like making sure that everybody knows that they're in the game. But it was never going to happen with Comcast. And it has happened officially. But we're left with nothing. We don't even get a movie pass press release. We got nothing. <laughs> we got no like really official word other than. The, the acquisition is official. Yeah. Right? Um, so now I'm wondering, you know, what's the battle plan? Are we going to find out more information as time comes? You think we get Fantastic Four first or the X-Men first? I, I hope we get... I, I think we get X-Men first because that is more desired by more people. I hope we get FF because the, the last time we got an FF movie, it was not great. It wasn't great. And I really want them back. Fantastic Four came out. A brand new Fantastic Four comic book came out this week 
on Wednesday. I got it. And I am ready for the Fantastic Four to be back. I'm very ready. So I, I hope that comes together. But that is a thing that must be stated. In other movie news that straddles Marvel and another company, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen it, but there is a new trailer for Venom. I heard. Now, I, I saw you on the internet. Yeah. I saw other people on the internet. Because mm-hmm. be, I see y'all. Oh, you, yeah, you're watching. But I did not watch the trailer. I considered it because I was like, is this something I need to watch? Mm-hmm. And then I said... You know, Instagram showed me enough. Like, you know, just scrolling through, he's like, you know, so many, uh, so many snacks. Mm -hmm. We will eat your arm, and then we will eat your other arm, and then we'll eat your pancreas, and then we'll eat your, you know, like all of that That, kind of stuff. Yeah, you nailed it. And but you're missing the the key word in that last in that stinger at the end of the trailer. Venom calls the guy a turd. He calls him a turd. Was that in the comic? It was in the movie trailer. Mm-hmm. So he says he's going to eat all of his you know, appendages. He's going to eat his limbs off. So many his, snacks. And then his body will be rolling around in the wind like a turd. And it's like, oh. Venom. Rolling around in the wind like a turd? Venom. What kind of turd What's is rolling happening? around in the wind? That, I, I, thank you. Apart from the fact that, like, is that how you're doing this, Venom? Like, is that your rated R, like... You're gonna be a little poopity scoop, scoopity poopity poop. Like you pulling a, a Kanye right now? What are you doing? That's not scary or cool. Why is this happening? It was like reading a comic book in in which you know when you read a comic book, you know that Carnage is talking trash, but they can't print you know curse words mm-hmm. in the comics. So he's like, "What are you gonna do, you turd?" Like this is 2018. Mm. This movie's not out yet. What the hell is this? How do you feel about the trailer, Adam? Why don't you let me know? I can't, I can't tell from <laughs> well, your I commentary mean, so far. Well, well I'll, I'll, I'll say that again. Because you watched way, it. I did. I did. In the, in the same way that I praised Ant-Man and the Wasp, the effects look cool as hell. And it's, it looked cool to see Does Venom. it look cool? Because I didn't, I didn't see all of the... the were the, you pleased with how it looks? The, yeah, I was pleased with the way that it looks. I was pleased with the way that Venom and the symbiote looks oily and like a head kind of pops out of a tendril and speaks to Eddie Brock. What? They're in the body together, but the head just like kind of pops. Really? Looks, I mean, it looks like straight out of that. an action figure. I, I was about it. But then there's that moment where he's just like, you're a turd. <laughs> what the hell is it? Who wrote this? Symbiote. Turds. What is this? And I, I have a feeling that some executive somewhere saw the numbers coming in, saw that check getting cashed that says Deadpool on it, and they say, all right, what does this movie have? Gratuitous violence? Yeah. He's got a, a hero with a potty mouth? All right. Make me that. He turns to his, his, his yes man. Make me that. Absolutely, Mr. Smithers. And then, exactly. And then now we have Venom. Venom calling people Good. turds. Yeah. Good. What the hell? Excellent. I don't know what to do with this. I don't I know watch what to do it with this. Because that's what you're going to do. You know you're going to watch it. I, I mean, I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> my, 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 my resignation. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Um, what else? I was going to talk about something else here. Batwoman TV show coming out. That's right. Yeah. That one is happening. Um, and the actor is? Uh, gosh, what is her name? I'm not familiar. Ruby Rose? Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose. She, I've only ever seen her in one thing. It was John Wick, too. I saw her in that. I saw her, I've saw. i seen her as, like, badass 
act, you know, action fighter. Yeah. In you know, in various movies. Sure. She's. I haven't seen her like play a main role. Me personally, in in, in watching her work, but when I saw that that's who was cast, I was like, "Yep, yeah, totally get it, perfect." And she was on Jimmy Fallon, and she said she felt really excited and emotional about playing the role because she was saying as she grew up you know one of the sayings she had was be the person you needed when you were growing up yeah and she said now that she's getting to play batwoman that's one of the moments that made you know that's what made her emotional because she's like i get to play this you know you know lesbian i believe batwoman's yeah. lesbian yeah she right? is she's an open lesbian yeah. yeah, this lesbian badass, you know, character. Awesome. Who in a lot of ways, I don't know, I'm pretty sure Batwoman just decided. Basically, I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be Batwoman. And Batman's like, uh, excuse me. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's kind of the trademark relationship. Trademark It's a little bit of how <laughs> sh- they have a relationship too because Batman will check, it, check up on her and she's like, I don't need you. I didn't call you. And it's like they, they have a little bit of, it, I would call it a friendly rivalry. Mm-hmm. They'll size each other up and just sort of stay out of each other's way. And I, I love that about the character. I'm very stoked for this. I understand that it's going to go through the CW grinder, mm-hmm. which means put some sheen on it, mm-hmm. make it look pretty, and all and of them some, hang out inside some of corny. a cafe. Right. Uh, I was reading a, a piece on io9 today. Charles Pulliam Moore. Are you familiar with him? No. He's a writer. He writes a lot of uh, pop culture stuff, essays on comics and things Mm -hmm. like that. And he says, uh, Batwoman needs a phenomenal wig if I'm going to get into this show. Because part of Batwoman is- I got to believe that that red hair is real. Yeah. Kate Kane wears a wig. And her head is shaved most of the time. She got short red hair mm-hmm. you know, or a buzz cut. She's got like the army GI Jane look. Mm-hmm. And she puts that hair on with the cowl and does the whole nine. And Charles Pulliam Moore, he says in his piece, if Batman can't clock that that's a wig, then no one can. So it better be a good wig. True. Or else he's going to know, like, what the hell are you doing? Or Batman knows and he's just like, all right. He just keeps it to himself. It's a nice weave. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you, you think cannot Bat, you give think us Batman any of that. Knows about weave? He is the world's greatest detective. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I feel like there are some things that are cultural. Well, let it's me a good say, wig. I, if, it's, it's if like Batman's like, it's a good wig. If Adam Jitterbug Tetris knows anything about weave, <laughs> the Batman knows about weave. Come on, it's like, come on, that leave out. Come on, you can, you got to at least, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so. That's dope. I am yeah. going to watch that. I wonder if that's going. Oh, that's going to be through the CW. It's not going to be through DC Universe or whatever it's called. No, no. Um, I want to talk about video games. Yeah, I want to start off with EA. EA Sports. It's in the game. No longer because they out here acting wild. Yeah. Um, there's a song with YG, Big Sean, and Two Chains called Big Bank, I believe. Is this the John that's on in the new Madden game? In the new Madden game. Hey, okay. I know where you're headed with this. Yep. Yeah. And they blanked out Colin Kaepernick's name from the big from Big Sean's verse like it was a cuss word. It's a, it's a song that is featured in the upcoming Madden video game. And Kaepernick's name is mentioned in the song. And it is blanked out in the the song that plays in Madden. Now I've I've read into this. I read um, uh, a little bit about this mm-hmm. to figure out how in the hell, how in the hell do you think you can do this and people won't notice? Would you like to know what they said? Yeah, this is from EA. We made an unfortunate mistake with our Madden NFL soundtrack 
members of our team misunderstood the fact that while we don't have rights to include Colin Kaepernick in the game, this doesn't affect soundtracks. We have messed up, and the edit should never have happened. We will make it right with an update to Madden uh, Madden 19 on August 6th that will include the reference again. We meant no disrespect, and we apologize to Colin, to YG, and Big Sean, to the NFL, to all their fans, and our players for the mistake. Did you hear that? That was my eyes rolling. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, uh, let me tell you what that update should have. You put Kaepernick on the goddamn cover. Shut up, Madden, EA. We blanked his name out. You try to tell me that. And also, let's talk about this. It wasn't like, like that was intentional. They went out of their way. Yeah. Because the track, the music was still playing in the background. Yeah. And they blanked his name out. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't an afterthought. You mean to tell me you misunderstood that you couldn't put his name in a song? Because he's he's a free agent. He couldn't be used in the game? Yeah. Colin Kaepernick is a free agent. He is not signed with anyone in the NFL, which is one of the facets of the problem that we talk about when we talk about how Kaepernick has been treated for his his expression, his freedom to express, his freedom to protest, horrible, terrible NFL rules and regulations, uh, and uh, and you mean to tell me that that means you can't even say his name? Like that is a, it's a bad word. That's or what like you you'll get in trouble because like you don't have the license to to say for the a, name for a rapper to say his name. Bananas. That that's is, what that, you thought. That's one of the. Well, let me tell you why things. this is BS. You know, you know how we can pin him down. Mm. You did the same thing last year. There was a song with Kaepernick's name in it, and you blanked his name out. Last year. But last year, Kaepernick was in the game. What? Yes. Wow. Nonsense, EA. Nonsense. That's One of your boys in the editing team decided... I don't know who's to blame. I don't know if it was the, the, the producer or whoever, but a decision was intentionally made mm-hmm. to edit out Colin Kaepernick's name. Yeah. That was intentionally made. Unbelievable. That was not a mistake. Now, they did fix it. The update has come out. His name is back in the song. But come on, y'all. Don't, don't. We're not stupid. We know mm-hmm. what y'all doing. Mm-hmm. There should be a, the, the way that they pay penance is now in the song. Now, albeit this messes up the songs like mixing and like whether or not it's listenable. Mm-hmm. But when ca- that line comes around, then the volume automatically adjusts and just goes up like 20 notches. Oh, Kaepernick! <laughs> Like, hey, man, YG's like, uh, but yeah, I'll throw a football. It looks sick. Colin Kaepernick! And it's, oh, man. I wish they would not mix it like that, but I guess that's just justice, isn't it? No, it's not justice. That's just the way that they have to pay it back. Not justice. (laughs) More video game stuff. There is an update coming out for God of War. Yes. God of War, New Game Plus. New Game Plus. First of all, that name is odd. Well, New Game Plus is is a feature. That's a feature of just about any video game. What's that mean? Maybe I'm un- unfamiliar. New Game Plus means you beat the game, you've finished the, the the campaign, and you get to restart with all of the stats that you had at the end of the game. Okay. So in many video games, a lot of video games in which you're allowed to like level up and get new stats and new armor and weapons, they'll give you New Game Plus so you can redo the game, go through the old encounters and the whole thing again, but with all of your buffed like, You could already equipment. do that, though. 
in you? in God of War, I guess not. Okay. Or if you could, they have changed some things. The, the exciting element in this is they've added a lot of new armor that's even more difficult to get. So you have to do new game plus in order to get the the better Wait, stuff. Wait, so you're not you're not I thought they said there's gonna be like more stuff, more missions, more not my misunderstanding. Not more missions, but they said that some of the monsters that you fight, they have tweaked to scale them to make them even more difficult. I'm not doing. I'm not excited yeah. now. So it's that's Never the thing. Mind. It's 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 new content, yes, because people had to work hard to make it. They even said that some of the monsters have like new attacks and new I'm good. methods, yeah. but it's not you you probably I could be wrong, but you probably won't get new cutscenes, new new encounters, none of that. Yeah, never mind. I I was excited. I thought we were actually going Going to get like like a you know continued mm-hmm. you know what i mean there's more stuff that's kind of like a you know i would like that in between but that's not it so anyway i would like that for spider-man comes out uh september 7th already got so already got the reservation ready. reservation so ready i'm we got ready for that you sent me something about red dead redemption 2 today yeah red dead redemption 2 comes out october 26th that looks dope it is the prequel to Red Dead Redemption. How is it too if it's a, que- a prequel? <laughs> it gets even more confusing than that, my friend. Because okay. Red Dead Revolver was the first game in the series. What? And then Red Dead Redemption is the second game in the series. Okay. And then Red Dead Redemption 2 is a prequel to the second game. Y'all don't know what y'all doing. Yeah. So. But it looks like that's my type of game though. Oh, it looks unbelievable. It, it looks like one of the most unbelievably gorgeous games i've ever seen in my life uh, rockstar has been taking their damn time with this one and it comes out october 26 and they detailed in a six minute long gameplay video all mm-hmm. the different things you can mm-hmm. do another gameplay video will be coming out soon it looks like they have new context sensitive interactions you can rob someone you can de-escalate things you can oh, so challenge it's got, people it's basically uh it's GTA Wild, Wild West. West yeah and just like red dead redemption the first one they just improved it and made it even more beautiful than you thought they could. This game looks incredible. Mm-hmm. And they haven't revealed the multiplayer yet, but there's a rumor that the multiplayer... Multiplayer? Oh, yes. Can this... I be black? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Really? Red Dead... In the first Red Dead Redemption... I can Redemption, be a black uh, cowboy outlaw? By, absolutely, by all means. Word up. Uh, the first Red Dead Redemption had a multiplayer as well. Could you is... be black in that one? Yes, you could. Okay. Yes, you could. It's a Grand Theft Auto game, so I feel like they have some of this shit I'm just out. making sure, because, you know, what, uh, it's interesting, man, like... When you look at video games, that's one of the questions you got to ask. Mm-hmm. Like multiplayer, does that mean a multiplayer? You can't represent yourself out there because the co- I'm thinking like the context. Yeah, where are black people in the Wild West? Oh, well, there are a lot of black cowboys. Like, but I'm just saying, when you watch, when you actually, when I'm actually watching the gameplay, I'm yeah. looking like, are there any black people? Like, yeah, where are they in the gameplay? Did you watch the gameplay video? I watch, I don't know, half of it. I don't yeah. know if I missed it. Well, there's no way to say, yes, Octavius, there's a sufficient amount of black people in the game tra- gameplay trailer. Well, they should. But there were, I, in, in my opinion, my morality meter was like, hey, there's a sufficient amount of people of color in this. Okay. That's what's up. Maybe I didn't watch, I got to watch to the end. Uh, it was it was very good. There, there will be more coming. I'm so stoked for that. I just, as a personal feat, I just finished the last DLC of The Witcher 3. So The Witcher 3 no longer has its claws in me. I'm allowed to play other games now. Mm. I'm, mm. I love that game. It's my favorite game ever. And now I'm done. And when I finished it, I got maybe the worst ending you could get. <laughs> I was like, shit, I guess I got to go back. <laughs> got to do it again. But The Witcher 3, man. And that that's getting a Netflix series soon. Very soon. I heard about that. Yeah. Uh, before we end the show... 
I want to talk about some heroes. Okay. One, LeBron James. Mm-hmm. The I Promise School. Oh, man. Yeah. The I Promise School is amazing. He is creating a school. It's a public school for um, in Akron, Ohio. Um, free helmets and, and bicycles, um, lunch, breakfast, lunch. The students who graduate um, get a four-year scholarship to Akron University, I believe it is. Um, Amazing. Food pantry, GEDs, and help for the parents of the of the kids. I, I mean, that is heroic. Mm-hmm. That is heroic. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about villains. Mm. This dude, forty five, comes through and says something about Don Lemon being one of the dumbest reporters made LeBron James look smart, which was very hard. I like M Mike. Get 45 out of here. I can't wait. I'm not even going to sit here and do anything but praise the fact that this guy has put kids in schools and created an environment. And literally, like Ruby Rose said, he is the person that he needed when he was growing up. Indeed. He's used his privilege. He's used his opportunity. He's used his success to be able to actually create a legacy for the people who grew up where he's from. Yeah. 45 is putting babies in cages. Yeah. Did you hear that they're actual babies that took their first steps in cages? Yeah. Yeah. At the border. He's separating Parents from children, similar to the slave trade. Yeah, and then and ice. you got the audacity. Yeah, to come at forty, to come at LeBron. Yeah, shout out one of our heroes of the week, LeBron James. Yeah, that is one of the most amazing things I have seen in a long time. It's incredible, and we spend a lot of time talking about bad stuff that happens. I want. We got to point out stuff that's good. Agreed. That's amazing. I have two heroes uh, to mention. Uh, one is the woman who created the stand-up special on Netflix, Nanette. Her okay. name is Hannah Gadsby. Have you heard of the special, Nanette? I have not. Nanette is a, a stand-up special. It's on uh, Netflix. I'm, I'm trying to think of when it came out. I don't know. But I, I saw a lot of talk about it on my timeline, pe- friends of mine in my community, people talking about Nanette. You got to watch Nanette. It's the best. Nanette, in its fairness, is kind of a stand-up special and kind of... Let's call it a TED Talk, like a long TED Talk, Mm -hmm. in which jokes on jokes on jokes are coming from uh, this woman who is an Australian comic. She is an out lesbian, and she has jokes and stories to tell. And at certain points throughout, she says, so jokes aside, the reason that I'm doing this is because I'm pissed. And because my story isn't being told. And because uh, where I'm from, the part of uh, uh, Australia, like the island off of Australia where Mm -hmm. I'm from, homosexuality was illegal until 1997. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was being held in the same account as pedophilia. Mm. And he and she's she's telling these jokes, and at certain parts she's saying, like, I also I have to quit comedy. I have to I have to stop, which is a weird thing to say in a comedy special, but I have to quit comedy because it's it's telling me that I need to be self-deprecating. And there aren't enough of us, there aren't enough of my story for that to be okay. Because it's just humiliating. I'm putting myself down. And for what? Who gets to be on top? 
who's allowed to be themselves. I watched this special the other day, and sometimes when I'm watching something, I'm on my phone, I'm like playing my Switch. T-Sop. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know. Time spent on phone, by the way, for those who don't know. I'm sort of paying attention, I'm, I'm listening to it. But while I was watching Nanette, I put everything down. I just stared at the screen and absorbed it. And it was amazing. And I'm glad I did. I'm better for it. It was funny. It's poignant. Mm -hmm. It's uh, you learn about art history because she was an art history major. And she's like, I'll never use this. So she uses a lot of that as a callback. Right. Great, special. Watch it. Highly recommend it. That's awesome. My second hero goes out to a guy named Paul Matthew Carr who has a podcast that I found called The Nexus of All Realities. Oh, wow. A man-thing <laughs> podcast. Wow. This bull is from Philadelphia, wow. and now he lives in Colorado, and he's doing a podcast in which he talks about issues of man-thing. You know, sometimes... How many episodes? Uh, they're like 25, maybe. How far? Is this going to be ongoing? Is this ongoing? He hasn't done one in a little while. It was okay. bi-weekly, so okay. he's doing it every, every two weeks. Um, but they, it's been a little while since a new one's come out. I, I enjoy it. It's produced well. Clearly, he and I b both have stuff to talk about. I like the podcast. He does a much better job explaining <laughs> all of the elements of Man-Thing Man Thing I do. It's hilarious. It has artwork now. It has music. <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. Internet. <laughs> Go check out Man Thing Minute. Thank you. It's it's really funny. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I uh, I reached out to Paul Matthew Carr and I said I, I found your podcast, The Nexus of All Realities. I enjoy it a lot. I would love for you to watch Man Thing Minute. We should collaborate. Mm -hmm. And uh, he sent me a DM and he said I would like to collaborate. That's hilarious. And I'm just thinking the power of comics, man. Wow. Power Look at that. of comics. Look at that. Saving so, lives and yeah. connecting nexuses. <laughs> connecting nexuses. Last hero I got, uh, Beyonce. Shout out to her. OTR. For, you know. Vogue. The full creative control of um, the September issue of Vogue. Mm -hmm. That's not the only thing. Mm -hmm. She has given a, a, a photographer, a black photographer, the opportunity to shoot her on mm -hmm. the cover. This will be the first black photographer to shoot the cover of Vogue in 120 some years. That's crazy. That's wild. But shout out to her, not only being great, but opening the door for greatness to come in behind her yeah. from places that we wouldn't normally have it. 23 year old photographer, I think. And yeah. he, I saw him on world Twitter. He's like, he's like, I cried three times today. You know what I mean? I yeah. can only imagine how awesome that is. And that's a part of like, I, I've been thinking about what my purpose is outside of, you know, autonomy, mastery, purpose. Autonomy, you want to be able to do what you want to do when you want to do it. Yeah. Mastery, you want to become great at a thing. You want to become undeniable. But the purpose part for me is always like, well, I want to put my, my kid in a certain kind of school. I want to be, you know, debt free. I, I want to be able to set up for retirement and all that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. outside of that, I'm kind of like, mm, I don't know. And I'm starting to think through this whole idea of like what my convictions are being black and in a creative designer, artist, tech community mm -hmm. and how difficult it is, how hard it is to be that way and thinking about being the thing that you needed when you were younger. Mm -hmm. Part of me is like, I feel this conviction to like not only be great and excel and level up, for me mm -hmm. and not just to be get to, but to get to be one of those gatekeepers yeah. so that you can open the gate yeah 
for other people who wouldn't normally have opportunities. That's a good goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm and I I don't know how, but I see people like Beyonce doing this and seeing this 23-year-old guy going, I never would have got this chance yeah. if Beyonce didn't open the gate for me. Yeah. You know, you see Lena Waithe, who's now Kid Fury's gonna put a show on HBO. Yeah. How would Kid Fury do that otherwise? By the way, the Reed Amazing Podcast, you should check it out. Hosted by Kid Fury and Crystal, um, but and Lena Waithe, uh, you, you you might know from uh, what was that Aziz Ansari show, um, Master of None, Master of None, as well as uh, uh, she was in The Shy and uh, the Ready movie, Player One, Ready Player One, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, she was the orc, yeah, and you know like we we now have um, Jordan Peele and Monkey Paw, and mm-hmm. now they've got so I just. No, what, what is Monkey Paw? Monkey Paw is their production company. Oh, yeah. They produced The Last OG. They're producing Us, the new Jordan Peele thing. Oh, word. Um, Black Clansman, which I'm going to go see after we record. Yeah. Like, all these opportunities. And I'm just thinking about a lot of what it's like to be black or a person of color or a woman or yeah. LGBTQ or marginalized in some way. And how difficult it is to actually get to some to, to go through the learning process, to actually get to a place, to get to a certain status. Yeah. And once you get there... Are you like, I made it. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all figure it out. You know? Yeah. But seeing stuff like, yeah, I'll do, I'll do Vogue. I'm gonna control the whole thing. Yeah. And I'm gonna do it how I wanna do it. Yeah. And I'm gonna have this young man take the photos and I'm gonna have this, that, and the other thing because I'm gonna use my privilege, my status, my opportunity to take care of things. LeBron James, I'm gonna use my privilege, my status, my opportunity to provide. And I'm thinking about for me, for purpose, it's like, Whatever I get, I feel the conviction to, well, I got to, in some way, I don't know how yet, but I feel like I got to open the gate for somebody else. Yeah. I got to be the thing that I needed when I was growing up. Yeah. And that's like, when I look up at heroes, the ones that I'm starting to like really value now are the ones that are like, come on, mm-hmm. let me reach the hand back. Mm-hmm. You know, let me reach the hand, you know, I know what it's like. I remember what it's like. Because- how realistic is it for me to ask people who aren't me, cannot relate to me, to relate to me? Sure. You know, I yeah. kind of got to look for somebody who looks like me. And that's that's part of what it's like. Yeah. You're black. You're walking to somewhere. You try to see, is anybody else like me? You know, and you go, oh, there's one. You know, and there's the kind of that, are we, are we, can we, can I, can we, are we cool? Yeah. You see someone who's an authority and they're black. You're like, oh, okay, maybe I can talk to that person. So... Yeah, well, I, I, I want that that's special stuff. I want to attach to that, and and I, I want I want to install that and, and make sure that I'm always practicing that as as uh, a goal, as as a mission in my life. Because I was born into a world that awarded me privilege for nothing, and I I have all the privilege to be able to be a person who reaches back, and even, it, it doesn't take someone who looks like you to open the door for someone who looks like you, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't. It shouldn't be the only, that shouldn't be the only savior for an entire community. And I'm not saying I'm going to be a savior for an entire community, but that needs to be baked into the way that I live and work and invite people to participate and collaborate and be in front of me and above me and and surpass me. Because if I'm not looking for opportunities to do that too, what am I doing? I'm waiting for you to do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't sit on my hands. So yeah, I want to attach to that. I, li- I like that. That's a, that's a great purpose. Yep. Great purpose. So that's episode 97. Mm-hmm. At Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedderus, at Comic Book Junto. Email is comicbookjunto at barefruit.com. Five stars and a positive comment on iTunes. Please leave mm-hmm. comments on SoundCloud. 
Join us for episode 98, where we come on here and wow. talk more trash. The anticipation is killing me. Will they get the episode Will 100? they get to the triple dot digits? Yeah, we're going to get it. Soon and very soon. We're going to get it. We're going into the 100s. <laughs> That's it, y'all. We love y'all. Until next time, peace. Peace. <laughs>